Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, it's Vish. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. If you'd like to support the show financially by making a monthly flexible donation to keep this podcast going, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Regina Gently is a captivating musical artist based in Toronto, Ontario. The drag alter ego of pop rocker Gentleman Reg, Gently has stepped out from her recent band dynamic in Lightfires to record under her own name. The result is an infectious and empowering new album called Don't Wait to Love Me, which is out September 18th, 2020. Now, Regina and I had an extensive conversation recently about their creative trajectory from opening hardcore punk shows in Guelph, Ontario as Reg Vermeule to staging one-woman shows in Toronto as Regina Gently. Her role as an artist in helping to establish Three Gut Records, the music of Prince, Madonna, and other 1980s influences on Don't Wait to Love Me, the power of assuming another identity and being really funny on stage, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control and Massey Hall's concert film series live at masseyhall.com where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free, including performances by past podcast guests like The Hidden Cameras, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 564th episode of Creative Control, featuring the fearless and funny Regina Gently, with your host, me, Vish Khanna.
Hi, Regina. How's it going? Hello, Vish. It's going well. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. It's nice to speak with you again. It's been uh, too long. First of all, where in the world are you? I am in Toronto in Cabbage Town, where I've lived for way too long. Many years. Now, tell the people at home what Cabbage Town means. Not everyone knows why it's called Cabbage Town. Do you know why it's called Cabbage Town? <laughs> I, I used to know. I don't remember now. Oh. Um, yeah, put me on the spot. Um, I should know because <laughs> I've lived here for over a decade. But I believe it has to do with cabbages. <laughs> cabbages. Yeah, sure. It yeah. must have something to do with the uh, cabbages. Do you, do you, are you a fan of cabbage? Will you eat cabbage? Funny you should ask. It's almost like we set that up. I've been making sauerkraut during the pandemic, and um, nice. and that is just cabbages and salt, and it's delicious. Yes. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. Well, I I did not expect us to have a cabbage feature during yeah, our chat, but that's that's the way that's the way it works. Well, <laughs> uh, you mentioned the the pandemic and what's keeping you busy. How is life mm-hmm. uh, during a pandemic for for you? Well, it's been um, pretty interesting. I mean, the one thing that's uh, happened is this record that is coming out. And the album's actually been done for quite a while. So, yeah. So something interesting about this, all this downtime and all this space suddenly. It's almost like I needed this to, like, get my mind together and and to get this album album happening. So, I mean... You know, there's benefits like that. Um, But then, of course, you know, it's scary and everyone's going through things differently. So, yeah, I'm missing, like, people. You know, I'm missing... uh, I do a lot of DJing. That's one of my main sources of income is DJing and clubs and for events and stuff. And um, that stuff, while it's fun and it's good money and it's good work... um, it's also highly sociable, right? You're like surrounded by people. And so that that's like a huge, aside from the loss of income, it's just like, I miss those like Friday nights with like hundreds of people kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and that stuff, you know, even though a lot of Toronto seems to be back to normal, whatever that is, um, you know, those kind of things certainly are not coming back anytime soon. Yeah, it, it must be uh, unsettling for you, but uh, as you say, at least you, there's a sort of a light, uh, if not at the end of this tunnel, because I don't see an end, uh, but it's a light mm. within the tunnel, let's say. There's some light within the tunnel. Don't wait to love me is the new vibrant, uh, uh, what would you call it? I'm just going to call it a dance record. It's a dance, it's a dancey record, right? It's a dance record, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, so as you say, what a weird time to release... Uh, a dance record uh, in a time of self-isolation? Or is it? Isn't this Mm -hmm. the bomb we need? Isn't this exactly (laughs) what some of us want? A little bit of, you know, pulsing, vibrant, dynamic Mm -hmm. dance music, you know, some empowering dance music during this downtime. I mean, literally, not it's downtime on a couple of different levels. We're a little down and there's not a lot to do. I think it's fun to have this blasting through my house, uh, so on some level, is it not is it not serendipitous that you've released a record that people can can groove to? If I might use that term, groove to. What do you What do you think, <laughs> Regina? I think it's I think it's good timing. Well, that's a great um, spin on it. That's a great outlook. Um, I think that you know I'm trying to remain positive about that, and 
Yeah, I think there are there's so much crazy stuff going on that I think, you know, we do need an escape and we do need some uplifting art. And so I'm hoping that, yeah, this can be that for people. And then, you know, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be carrying this like into the new year and stuff. So I, I look forward to performing it live for people. But in the meantime, I'll be doing lots of stuff on the Internet. And uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can just have like a dance party at home. That's what I've been doing with it. That's what we've been doing with it. Some of the subject matter is a little risque for a parent with small children. <laughs> yes. So I have to... I have to be mindful of that and, you know, skipping right. songs and talking over uh, saucier elements, you know, like, what a weird uh-huh. weather day it is. All of a sudden I'm yelling and bellowing throughout the house. Anyway, right. no, it's 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 really fun. Uh, let me ask you uh, about a couple of uh, other things, uh, Regina. Sure. Let me just say a few names to you and and we can talk about your relationship to those names. Uh, Gentleman Rich, Light Fires. So Regina, you have some connection, I would say, I would think, to both Gentleman Reg and Lightfires. Mm-hmm. Uh, can mm-hmm. you, for the people listening, can you talk about your relationship with Gentleman Reg and Lightfires? Sure. Um, yeah, the boy version of myself, the singer-songwriter, sappy, fay version of myself, um, for a good fifteen years plus. Um, that was Gentleman Reg, and. Um, and one interesting thing that I did during the pandemic um, is I actually did a Gentleman Reg online performance. And uh, it was really fun. That's nice. But it's That's great. mostly in my past. Yeah, it's mostly in my past, but um, yeah, no, I've been why, why? my toes. Let's, let's talk about that. that. Sorry to interrupt you there. I just, I just want to okay. reminisce a little bit about Gentleman Reg. As you would know... Uh, Gentleman Reg mm-hmm. is significant to me for my uh, early days in Guelph, from my earliest days in mm-hmm. Guelph, living in Guelph. When I moved there in uh, 1996, I was exposed, not in a negative way, to Gentleman Reg. And uh, mm-hmm. I I remember we would have, I don't know, do you remember me from this period? What was I like? I don't really remember myself, <laughs> but I do remember I was part of like the hardcore punk community and we would put on shows right. And uh, we, some of us, tried to make the shows uh, as interesting and eclectic as possible. So if you had the band V Reverse coming in from Chicago, you know, loud rock band, you would say, you know who should open that show? Gentleman Reg. And so you would play these shows. Do you remember that show at uh, UC103? Do you remember playing with these punk bands? I I do. I remember a couple of those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, UC103 and... uh... And in a basement in um, the ward, ten, ten Ontario Street, yeah, ten Ontario Street, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. so we made an effort to uh, have you, have you there, and, and and in a sense, I was thinking about that because on some level it was, it was a bit, uh, it was a bit incongruous. Or, like, there was just sort of like an incongruity there, like you didn't quite fit with the rest of the sound. But then when I think about it, mm-hmm. Gentleman Reg kind of. Do you, would you agree? It kind of never fit its own thing. It felt like, and I, and I never could figure it out. I always was a big fan of it, but it, it everyone seemed to be puzzled by Gentleman Reg. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. Um, it sort of uh, sat along a bunch of different sort of boundaries and fences and things. Um, it was never really one style, and uh, it went from soft acoustic to more of like a rock band. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I felt that way back then, for sure, those punk shows, and certainly some of the audience did as well. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then later on, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the whole, well, I can say this, the whole reason Regina was created and born was to get away from that. And, uh, and I guess partly from just having done that for so long and just wanting something else. Uh, that's kind of, you know, why I fully did the switch to uh, to become a different person. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and of course, I created uh, Regina, and she doesn't fit in anywhere either. Well, I, I, <laughs> so there you yeah, go. Well, maybe I feel like you're, I let me let me posit this, and and this might be uh, difficult for you to hear because it doesn't necessarily help you. Is it possible you are? a little ahead of your time with each of your ventures. Like there is part of me that when something doesn't fit in a time, but then it's appreciated later, which I mean, your record's called Don't Wait to Love Me, uh, which I think kind mm-hmm. of speaks to that temporality situation you are often in, whether you are Gentleman Reg or Lightfires or or now Regina. I feel like you're a little ahead of the zeitgeist in terms of what people are doing and listening to. And... At the same time, I don't know that you're reaping the rewards. Of, there's sometimes it's a, uh, it's not always great to be first at something, is it? Would you? I don't know. Again, it might be difficult for you to speak about this mm-hmm. objectively, but you remember, like in indie rock, is like, a, oh, I was into that band first, uh, in all kind of mu- music right. genres. Like I like that first, and you, you're just a hanger on. But now I feel like if you're a, a publication or a podcast or what have you, or an artist, and you do something that's a little ahead of the curve. Uh, and then eventually it's that kind of thing is embraced by everyone. You don't always get the credit. And even if you do get the credit, you don't really get the rewards. Does that make any sense? Like, I feel like that's where you're at. It does make sense. Yeah. I mean, I've never thought of it like that, but it's true. I think there is a little bit of coming back around to, um, you know, I think people are craving the, um, more acoustic side of my old stuff and I got to experience that you know a couple months ago when I did the online mm-hmm. thing and saw that um, and then yeah the dance thing I mean it's funny because it's true drag specifically is so mainstream now and has been for a few years more than it's ever been uh, in yeah. any time and um, because of RuPaul's Drag Race and you know but and people are just sort of catching on to me now but I mean this is actually the 10th year that uh, that I've been uh, performing in some form as Regina either under the name Lightfires or or um, now as Regina but this female sort of alter ego it's like this is the 10th year so it it is interesting that um, suddenly you know the CBC is playing me (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you know I appreciate it but I would have really appreciated it seven years ago. So what um, what does that what does that say about the I, I I mean I don't even know if we you and I can comment on this per se but that does say something it doesn't I guess what I'm getting at maybe heartbreakingly is it doesn't always pay to innovate right away <laughs> maybe mm. it takes a while for everyone to catch on when you're a pioneer an innovator and you know we've you and I have been fans of artists like that as well where finally uh, you know, someone gets closer to what they deserve or what we always thought they deserved in terms of 
credit and uh, attention. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I remember Regina being on my uh, long night talk show, uh, you know, about that around 10, 9, 10 years yeah. ago. And it was always fun. And you were the surprise guest on one episode. Mm-hmm. I had you just you just popped in and out throughout the episode and disturbed things. It was really fun. <laughs> So I like uh, I like you and I like Regina. So anyway, I just wanted to get to that. Uh, Lightfires was an attempt to uh, separate yourself from Gentleman Reg. Wholesale name change, but mm-hmm. now you're Regina. Uh, so you're kind of echoing mm-hmm. Reg and yourself. Your your true, your one true self. You know how you were. Whatever. I don't know what I'm getting at there. But so. What is going on there? Why you, you now you're kind of separate from Lightfires, even though there's con, there's the most continuity between Lightfires and Regina. Yes, I know it's true. Trust me, my branding is a disaster. <laughs> That's the other problem. Um, yeah, you can't. One thing you can't say is have good branding. What was wrong with um, Lightfires as a name? So Lightfires so was good. Lightfires. I like that name. I know. I was really sad. Uh, to give that up So that was Jamie Bunton From uh, the band Obiju He's a great drummer He's a great producer And we had that band We started it Almost around the same time That I started um, Performing uh, In drag As Regina And then very quickly We merged the two So then it was like Light Fires was Regina's band So we, yeah We um, We made a record Um I toured that, I can't even tell you, like I toured Europe with that record, I toured all over Canada, but then it was around the time we finished the record, Jamie decided he didn't want to perform live anymore, so with with Obiju or anything, he just stopped performing live, and uh, he's an engineer yeah. and producer now. So then it's quickly, it was like light fires, but then really, all the live shows that anyone saw was just me. So then it became this thing of like, well, Lightfires is my band, but it's just me. Yeah. And then, the you know, working on the new record, I just, I don't know. I just, people just always seem confused because they were like, well, who's in Lightfires and why is it plural? And, uh, you know, what, you know, what is, it's like Regina's band, uh, but the band is just me. <laughs> hmm. You know, whereas like, but you know, Beth Ditto is from The Gossip, but The Gossip is three people. So it's like, a little bit more, you know, or like Annie Lennox from the Eurythmics, but that's with, you know, Dave Stewart. And there's like, an, there's always like other people, but no one ever saw anyone else with me as Lightfires. So it was just, it, I don't know, people just weren't getting it. So that was the, that was the reason. Um, I just thought, well, since it's just me, even though I make the music with other people and I made this new music with other people, um, I just thought I would just simplify things. Um, and hopefully... I did, but of course, as soon as I changed the name, everyone is asking me what happened to Lightfires. <laughs> well, it's a, it, it is a bit so yeah. You so you uh, yeah, I, I'll go back to what you were saying about how your branding isn't very good. It's very confusing, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I, uh, I it's good. It, this this puts uh, Regina uh, a front and center. So we've alluded to uh, what, uh, may have inspired, uh, you to make Don't Wait to Love Me. But in terms of, um, lyrical themes, uh, I mentioned that, you know, I've mm-hmm. had to maybe mute it a couple times when there've been children around, uh, for, for language mm-hmm. and content. Uh, is there an overarching lyrical, uh, theme here that uh, you would identify for people listening to Don't Wait to Love Me? Well, 
The title comes from, uh, like, I have a one-woman show that I was performing in 2015. That was called uh, Do I Have to Do Everything My Fucking mm-hmm. Self? I don't know if I can swear on this. You can um, swear. You can. What do you mean so this? One of the m- uh, in this timeline? In life? You can swear. In our relationship? <laughs> on this show. I don't know if I can swear in <laughs> yeah. this relationship. You can. It's fine. It's fine. You can swear. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. So that show, yeah, so one of the main themes, that was like a comedy storytelling music show, and um, one of the themes about that was this sort of like, you know, don't wait to love me, like, please, like, adopt me now, don't, don't, you know, make me have to, like, move to Berlin, like, everyone else, just to, like, have a art career. And then, yeah, that was 2015, but that sort of idea... Well, it partly popped back up because I'm I'm working on that show again. I'm going to remount that that show, um, so that idea has been floating around again in my head. And yeah, it just seemed like a really apt title to put all these songs yeah. under. Um, there isn't one theme specifically amongst the songs, but I really it's funny you say you had to mute some of them because I really tried to make most of them like universal lyrically and well, just very I was um, I was actually kidding I haven't muted uh, I've just let them playable. no I it's just I have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old and so they were more oh, yeah. they were more scared of the Absolutely. Mets record playing the other day than the than the they're not right. they're or, or or not scared <laughs> but you know what I mean they were more like disturbed no I'm, I'm totally kidding yeah, I, yeah, I haven't yeah. muted anything I've totally just like I was exposed to Gentleman Reg I've exposed them to Regina uh-huh. and so they Okay. I think it's all very healthy and good. I was kind of just making a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. It's really just the song Good People. Um, but, you know, that's like a political um, sort of message anyway. Well, there's a there's a song about having sex all the time, isn't there? Oh, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. That is, so now i got to explain that to my, my kids. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? It's my own fault. It's my. This is not... Right. This is not meant to be a, a, a an intervention mm-hmm. uh, against myself, like some kind of parenting intervention. It's all my fault. It's fine. No, <laughs> it's it's a playful and fun and uh, life affirming record. And uh, uh, for some of us, uh, having sex all the time is part of that. That's just the way it is, right? For some of us of a certain age, uh, that's what it is. So sure. I'm not condemning you. This is not a criticism. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying that's, you know, you say uh, don't wait to love me, which uh, you're alluding to the fact like don't wait till I have to move to Berlin or New York or Los Angeles or some big city, American city. Like basically, don't wait till the Americans or the British mm-hmm. appreciate me. You can appreciate me now. That's a Canadian. A very, I've said this a few times on this show. A very Canadian thing to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Again, I've, there's like a I, I mentioned earlier, like in some circles, it's really positive to feel like you were first in discovering something or behind something. Uh, but Canadians have a tendency to like let's be third, let's be third or fourth mm-hmm. to say that we were into something. Uh, do you have any more perspective on? I know it's right in the title, and you just alluded to it, but do you have any more? Because you left Guelph for Toronto. It's true. Uh, I almost said I almost said infamously, but it's not it's not exactly true. Like in the we we uh, uh, those of us who follow the Three Gut Records story, uh, which was named after Jim Guthrie, uh, for for a lot of us, uh, Royal City, the band Royal City, uh, which featured Jim and my recent guest Aaron Riches, is thought of as being these the kind of pioneers I'm talking about because they put out a record, it got a lot of attention. Uh, for Three Gut Records, the, this independent label, 
which was a sort of Guelph base, but everyone moved to Toronto. And I felt like Royal City got a lot of the credit because I accompanied them. We went on a big tour, and it felt like a thing was happening. Mm-hmm. But then we are always quick to correct the record and say, well, actually, it was Reg. <laughs> Reg was the one who made these leaps and, and made these bold choices. You moved to Toronto, I think, before Jim did, right? Isn't that right? Uh, I don't remember the timeline. It was very close. Yeah. It was after Aaron and Tyler, for sure. Um, right. Yeah. Tyler Clark Burke. Yeah. And Aaron Riches. So they moved to, to, to Toronto uh, from Guelph. and But I, I, I remember thinking... Like, didn't your record come out, like, before the Royal City record? Your first Red record? Um, anyway, I don't want to yeah. get into a, a timeline. I'm not going to get into a... I, don't, I think I'm correct here. And we have been quick to say that. Uh, I, whether you believe it or not, Red, <laughs> you were someone who led the way. And so, I guess what I was trying to get at with this uh, long-winded spiel is, don't wait to love me. That kind of speaks to your move from Guelph to Toronto as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's um, it sort of at least your motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you move around and you try things, and you take risks. And I feel like you were doing that back then. Like mm-hmm. some people would be like, "I don't want to play that show with these hardcore bands. I mm-hmm. make soft, kind of acoustic pop music. Why would you?" Do? But you were right in there. Like, no, right. I, I, I think of that as gutsy. Like I think oh, yeah. of not to. Uh, like I think you have. A boldness to you uh, to try things and get in front of people, and and I I think that what I'm saying here in a convoluted way <laughs> is I think Regina uh-huh. is the culmination of of several examples of you taking risks and being bold <laughs> and putting yourself yourself and your music and your work in front of people. I don't want to say whether they like it or not because that comes across a bit weird. But you're like, I don't. Right. I, there is a. You have a strength there. Like it doesn't really matter to me. On the one hand, if you hate this, but some of you might love it, and so I'm going to try, and that's the best I can do. That is that. Am I capturing some of your sentiment or your motivations a little? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I just hope that I'm uh, less annoying now than I was um, 20 years ago. <laughs> Um, it's it's true I was uh, I wanted to be on every bill I wanted to be on every show oh Um, you see it you you see it as a negative almost you see it as being Um, pushy I'm sure some people felt that way but um, yeah Um, but you know it's just the way it was and uh, (laughs) in in some ways I need to get a little of that fire back because I sort of repressed it for a long time but Self-conscious about being uh, being a little pushy. I can see that. I remember talking to you in 96, 97, uh, a little bit about uh, Prince. You're a, a Prince fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, would you say Prince has sort of... Because um, I was listening to the new record and thought, this is very Princey. By the way, I also, mm. for some reason, uh, my I've randomly found an on-demand version of the 1989 film... Batman. So uh, there's lots of Prince. I think some very <laughs> fine, some very fine Prince music is in that. It's a little silly, right? Because the movie, by the way, just god awful. I didn't. I it was a big deal to me when I was a kid, and I right. love all things Batman. But I'm like, oh my god, this is bad. But the Prince <laughs> songs are good, and and then I had so I've had, and it, that's like he made a lot of like upbeat 
uh, dancey kind of sample oriented music for that. And I was listening mm-hmm. then to Regina and I'm like, man, the Prince. Yeah. The Prince stuff here seems very uh, up front. Is Prince still a, a, a massive influence on Regina? Um, yeah, that's cool that you that you pick that out. We definitely use the 80s and 90s as like uh, as benchmarks for the production. Um, we used a lot of 808 uh, drum machines um, and like the Lin drum machine. Actually, Prince used a lot um, on his early records and we used that on some stuff. Um, and that was all very conscious for sure. The, the guys I worked with on the music, it's all analog. So it's all like actual synthesizers and actual drum machines that we're using. So, um, yeah, so it it was, it really helps to get that sort of legit vintage sound. Um, and then a lot of the vocal stuff, like I brought a lot of amazing, uh, female friends in to sing. And, um, there's a track called no secret that's out. And, um, that one particularly vocally, like it's it's very Prince to me. Just, there's just so many layers and harmonies and and uh, yeah. So I love that you picked up on that. Yeah, we used a lot of benchmarks like like Pointer Sisters. Ah, yeah, and um, yeah, Eurythmics and um, and Prince and yeah, all kinds of stuff from that era. So yeah, very much for some reason anyway, like a seventies eighties vibe do you have a mm-hmm. do you have any perspective on why those musical eras spoke to you and regina uh for this sound like what what is it about that time is it just you mentioned a few artists is it just the is it just simply that that's the kind of music yeah. they were making or is there something about i we're in a weird zone because no one's really happy with the time like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like weird uh just all, the nostalgia kind of manifests itself uh, in in different ways, and for a long time, it felt like we were never escaping '90s nostalgia. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like we're on the other side of that because now there's time has kind of stopped, so that we're not kind of. We, there was also a big '80s resurgence. Like I'm looking at some of your collaborators here, like Diamond Rings, John O'Regan, uh, mm-hmm. and and Kelly McMichael, uh, who in her own work I think has drawn from that same kind of '80s. 80s in particular that 80s tone of um sort of upbeat a little bit of gloss uh but also gritty stuff like anyway yeah do you have any perspective Absolutely. on that what, what do you think why why the 70s and 80s why is that a, a, um, per, a, a good compliment for uh for regina well the 80s i mean is when i you know is when i grew up so there's like the, just the nostalgia factor i don't really you know the 2000s and and um beyond for like dance and pop are just not you know they were just never as interesting to me um and then a lot of the 90s I was much more into sort of indie rock mm. stuff um so yeah the 80s just it really was about like pop music and and uh you know I have such a a connection to sort of like 84 like Madonna from New York City like Blondie that sort of gritty New York thing like Mm -hmm. Basquiat and 
and um, even like Sonic Youth and Beastie Boys and stuff like just that era. Like I have, you know, books from that era and I've I've watched documentaries from that era. And I I just I kind of always gravitate back to that and and just doing photo shoots for for Regina in general. I'm always, you know, I'm always giving people like Debbie Harry photos or something. Um, hmm. So, yeah, so it's interesting. I don't know. It's just a personal aesthetic that I like. It's something I don't necessarily see lots of other people doing, especially in drag. Um, It feels a bit more untapped and unique. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's, yeah, it's a fun time mixed with, you know, I mean, some of those records are still like my favorite records um, Mm -hmm. and are classic, right? Like some, like some of those early Madonna records at the time, maybe, got written off but now we know them as classic dance records and and that production and all of that like that's what people want to well some people want to make and recreate so i i did i did uh, as well as prince i did hear a lot of madonna frankly in mm-hmm. on the record and i do think it's fascinating that you mentioned that uh, some of madonna's work was written off because uh, i think that has a lot to do with how strong her personality was um People didn't want to like. Right. There, sometimes with people like Prince or or Madonna, the the persona is so strong and, and generates such a visceral love hate thing that you you don't even want to process the work. Uh, I think we mm-hmm. we've gone through this most recently with Kanye West, uh, where he was just such an asshole, but for a, a good run there, he made arguably some of the greatest music we've ever heard. Like it was re- really weird. And then it's fascinating. Right. So I bring this up because you have really uh, hedged your bets on creating a persona here with Regina. You know, like people were mm-hmm. not necessarily. Uh, I think we've already established this. Like on some level, they weren't paying as much attention to your music in all your iterations as maybe they should have been. And for some reason, mm-hmm. your way of dealing with that was to be like, you know what? I am going to make. A, a persona I'm going to create something that you can't ignore like that to me is part of the essence of Regina like it, it's very difficult if you go to see as I have seen light fires and have seen Regina in performance you can't be indifferent about it um, you can't you either like I'm right. all in or I'm I, this isn't for me and that that's striking to me like you mentioned Madonna Prince mm-hmm. Iconoclast Regina is something of an iconoclast. I mean, or at least that seems to be <laughs> what the motivation is. What do you make of that? Right. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I would name uh, Peaches in there yeah. as like um, a huge influence and, and sort of directly to what you said, like you kind of either love it or you hate it. And even when I was, you know, playing acoustic guitar back in the day, I was always like, man, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to do something like what peaches is doing well imagine 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 creating a persona or a name where it instantly you know you have an idea of the sound like of that like that's Mm -hmm. weird like to to be like i'm bruce springsteen well like for some people even though again a very dynamic artist who has changed but for whatever reason people are very trapped in his 80s and think oh well that's what that means when i hear bruce springsteen i think of born in the usa or tunnel of love when I think of peaches, you right. think of a particular sound. If you can't name a song, you think of a particular sound. 
But yeah, like it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Some people are able to create these names for themselves where you're just like, I know what I think that is. <laughs> and and on some, I, I think Regina could, if people pay attention, could be in that same vein. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's out of my control, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know... <laughs> Yeah, some people are just genius at branding and that's kind of its own skill. And I think I think that because of the era um, that we grew up in, like it was never cool um, or talked about to think about that. Like, you know, you never wanted to talk about branding or, or stage outfits mm-hmm. or, you know... Uh, licensing deals like there, like th- that whole idea of selling out was so big like 20 years ago whereas now I mean everyone wants to like it's like all we want to do is sell out because there's no other way to make money <laughs> well um, or at least that's how yeah. I feel speaking for myself but um, yeah so you know the yeah I remember talking to some friends even just in the last five years about about branding and it was like can we talk about this <laughs> you know it was like I had to like whisper it and be like can we talk about um you know names and looks and personas and 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 then to my surprise every single person was like oh my god yes you you have to think about this stuff like yeah. it's just the world so so you I'm hoping you can elaborate upon something you were saying earlier about the feeling you you have when you become Regina uh can you mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if you can actually trace the trajectory of that feeling that emotion because I assume uh this was a big decision on your part to take on a drag persona and I wonder about mm-hmm. the evolution of your uh command of it because I I can only imagine it started out with some nerves and then the last few times I've seen Regina force a nature like no one no one can touch her no one can touch her no one there was a hillside there was a hillside festival set you played and I it was a it's a Friday night and I don't think people really knew what to expect because Regina was still I think uh, on the ascent in terms of recognition but I remember people just being right. floored and and having fun right and so, sorry, can you talk about that? Can you talk about, you know, what it was like when you first yeah. appeared as Regina and, and how you're feeling nowadays? Yep. Um, it was, so it started via some friends of mine had this um, dance party, drag party, queer party called Hot Nuts. And it was at this bar called The Beaver, which sadly just mm-hmm. closed. And yeah, I used to go to that party. It was monthly, once a month, and it was just this amazing drag party. But, you know, I was full on like singer songwriter at that time. So I would just go for fun. And then, you know, one time they were like, we're going to book you at this party and you're going to have to do drag. (laughs) And, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, why, you know, why would I do drag? I'm like a songwriter. And, you know, I just I just never saw the connection. And then they just booked me. They were like, okay, like, you know, whatever. This date, like, you're going to perform. And uh, I just agreed. And then, you know, I came up with a look. I came up with an act. But it wasn't until the day of the show that I, like, I I got my friend who's a makeup artist to do my face and give me a look. and, And it really wasn't until that day and then showing up at the Beaver and then doing the number and then everyone freaking out 
that it, it sort of just like something snapped in me and I and I just thought like okay there's something something just happened like it happened in me it happened with the people watching yeah. me because it was all people who had seen me like uh, over the years uh, well not all of them but there was a lot of people in the room that had been seeing me like as a songwriter and um, yeah it just clicked and uh, and I thought you know what I have to I have to keep doing this like it's one of those moments that's like a sign and mm-hmm. um, and then from there it just you know and I, and I had already started making dance music with Jamie so then that was sort of like oh so Regina is like is fronting this dance music project and and then that's how it really evolved into yeah all the stuff that you saw like at hillside yeah and yeah that that's it really so don't wait to love me ends with uh a piece called do i have to do everything my fucking self is that correct i'm I'm, i don't have it in front of me i'm sorry (laughs) is that am i right yes and so it's a little um acapella number it's acapella to me it's a it's like a rap slash monologue if you will like it's a spiel yeah uh you you say mm-hmm. acapella but it seems like i say it has a, a rap tone tell me about the tone of regina the attitude because i think when you create a persona of any kind whether it was gentleman reg uh if someone is a comedian let's say there is an aspect of it that is a heightened performative thing but i also think there's always some truth in it um like this is maybe a, a, an honesty, an honest look at something inside of them that they otherwise don't show the world. How much of Regina right. feels like your true self, if you will? Um, uh, can you speak to that? Yeah, it is like a heightened version of myself. For some reason, it it opens up a part of my mind that I just never had access to before. Um, and I don't really know, I've never been able to, um, fully explain it, but it is interesting because people like in my day to day life ask me about that all the time. So it's like people, it's something that people have noticed. And, um, well, you, you, like we were discussing, we were, you, you kind of have come across as shy quiet mm-hmm. yeah exactly. wallflower reg back in the guelph days <laughs> and and yeah whereas regina is almost no not almost sorry if this is disparaging regina feels confrontational yeah like yeah. to to like there's something on regina is going to tell you you're ugly or or you know or whatever <laughs> like regina is going to not hold back mm-hmm. what's the connection between Absolutely. shy reg and if you will, confrontational Regina. That's what I'm kind of getting at. It feels like a pent up alter ego uh, <laughs> on some yeah, level. Maybe. Yeah. And the floodgates opened and it all just came out. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I think we all sort of have certain filters um, that come before, you know, we say things or, you know, sometimes maybe we act differently around, family than we do around friends than we do around partners than we do at work um you know and then we all know people that that don't do that right mm-hmm. that are just crazy or all the time <laughs> or you know and then some people are just crazy on the weekends and then um some people are just crazy at halloween or you know what yeah, i mean um, yeah right so that that aspect um yeah so regina is like gives me the liberty to do that 
but then you know it's all through feedback from other people that it that she keeps evolving because um even my one woman show that I did years ago I mean that's that came from people telling me like how funny Regina is like they would always like after I would do a full show of like original music you know people were like wow Regina's so funny like you should write some of those jokes down and then that's literally why I wrote the the, the one woman show that I toured mm-hmm. um, was was that and it and it was I just started writing down my improvised banter I, I sort of kept track of it in my head and, and wrote it down and created a show and yeah and that's and that's from outside people you know telling me what they see so it is hard to explain because I can't I don't really know like sometimes I wish I could just be that way all the time <laughs> I mean what there is an element in drag you know the history of of drag queens where um you know they're mouthy and and the 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 makeup gives you liberties right in the same way that like that clowning you know if you have cl- like a red nose on like you have these liberties to do stuff that you don't you know when you're not in the clown makeup like there's there is that kind of um of a connection with it yeah so, it's it there's a it's definitely yeah. a theatrical component it's like taking on a it's certainly, I assume, like taking on a role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you beca- you sort of become someone else. I mean, and, and and it seems to me that Regina and Reg are related. And I'm just trying to mm. figure. It's not really my place to try to figure this out. But I <laughs> having having known both for as long as I have, I'm just trying to get a sense of that. Yeah, it's you know, there's lots of levels of of this with performers, and it's. You know, it, Regina's not like a, a Hedwig and the Angry Inch or a Dame Edna where like, you know, it's a character that they play in a moment. Um, it's other, it's something yeah. else. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I, I feel that. Do you feel a particular responsibility as Regina? Like you, we've kind of talked about how it... Is some it opens up some aspect of your of your mind, but in terms of uh, a responsibility to your community, if you will, I mean, you were talking about how you know ten years ago you you, you started doing this and and drag wasn't quite as in vogue uh, as it is now. There's lots of discussions now about uh, LGBTQ rights, uh, and like I feel like we're, we mm-hmm. are in a, a good place for at least this. There's obviously a lot of um, bad aspects to this elevation uh, in terms of people being horrible, uh, but the on the other side of things, it's it's a good time <laughs> um, because we are starting mm-hmm. to be more accepting. And uh, you know, this phrase "normalizing" I find a bit um, strange, but we are getting to a point where, yeah, uh, for lack of a better term, like we are starting to accept one another. Uh, more than we hopefully ever have and that's but like i say there's also a wave of resistance to that anyway sorry in terms of regina Mm -hmm. do you feel like a social responsibility occupying this role as regina gently and taking your show on the road and taking your music out into the to uh, taking your music to the people i i mean i don't know that i feel like there's a responsibility because i don't have the biggest platform i kind of feel like i'm in my own little lane just you know creating creating my art but um 
But I do think of it as my, like, as a form of activism. In that sense, I, you know, I do think it's still a political act for, like, uh, men to, you know, get dressed up as women and and be parading around. And, um, you know, a lot of queer um, history and stuff comes from, like, trans and, and the drag community. So, yeah, I think of it you know, as, yeah, as more like a political thing and, and, uh, my art, but I mean, responsibility, like, I don't know. No, no, I I, I don't mean to put this on you. I mean, it's, it's a heavy thing on some level, but like you say, it is inherently political on some level. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that's Mm kind of what I was getting at in terms of talking just like, yeah, we, we have more dialogue about transgender rights and, uh, transgender communities mm-hmm. and and so there's a lot of humanization going on in general right now you know like we, we are people all of us are people and mm-hmm. we have feelings and blood and bones and that needs to be respected so i just yeah again i don't mean to frame this in a heavy yeah. way but i feel like that's kind of in there somehow mm-hmm. yeah absolutely okay so what do you do now regina in this climate you alluded to the fact mm-hmm. like you can't play too many live things and you mentioned some internet stuff um how do you bring don't wait to love me to the masses so to speak at this point in this climate right um yeah it's a really interesting time to be releasing an album and we're figuring it out every day um (laughs) but you know in some ways we're lucky that the internet as is is where it is um you know if this had happened even 10 years ago would have been a lot different it just in the sense that there are opportunities to to reach people still um with social media and and stuff so i have you know starting right in march i was performing online um on instagram live and um on zoom and i was doing dj sets online so i did that for for a bit and then and then july august i kind of took a break and started just had to focus on putting the album out but um but yeah, I'm exploring um, Twitch and different streaming, different streaming platforms, and I'm going to be recording some live performances that I can post online, and uh, yeah, trying to create more, more content, <laughs> digital content. Okay, and just hope that you know when when I can actually perform live, um, people are interested. I, That's kind of the idea. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will be. Uh, if they pay attention to stuff that is cool. Uh, I'll say that. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Regina, if people want to learn more about you and this mm-hmm. record, Don't Wait to Love Me, on the uh, computers and their phones, where would you send them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Regina Gently at uh, Instagram and Twitter and all the places um, on Twitch. I know a lot of people don't know that yet. I haven't started streaming there yet, but... I'm going to this week. Um, so all of the places that you ever want me, okay. I'll be there. Okay, that's um, you know YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. You know, I could go on. Do you have like a website? I you, there was a lot of corporate plugging there, and I guess I, I asked for that. But uh, do you have like your own little uh, yeah. realm that you control? Um, at the moment, I don't. Um, I have a drag queen DJ. Um, website which is sort of my DJ company oh. if you want a drag queen to DJ your uh, 
you know, office retirement party, for example. <laughs> um, you go there. That's a very specific example, I must say. But yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like to, you know, let people know I'm available for whatever needs. Okay. Drag queen want. DJ. Got it. Okay, cool. So again, the record yeah, is called... .ca. .ca. Drag queen DJ. .ca. Now, uh, the record is called Don't Wait to Love Me. Uh, if we can go out on yep. a song, Regina, what would you... Uh, First of all, would you permit that? And secondly, what song would you choose and why? Ooh, great question. I didn't think about this. Um, what song should I pick? I would say um, maybe you can be the dance floor. That's a fun one. Uh, it's a party track. It's a um, more of a spoken word delivery Um it is very old school. Think back to like JJ Fad and uh, the 80s, early 90s beats. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun making that making that track. And uh, everyone should hear it. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to make yeah. that happen right now. This is You Can Be the Dance Floor <laughs> by Regina Gently from uh, the great new record, Don't Wait to Love Me. Uh, Regina, thank you so much. Uh, for this time and for and for being you and I wish you the best of luck in the future <laughs> thanks for having me Vish it's nice to talk to you Like 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, very special thanks to my old pal Reg, a.k.a. Regina Gently, for appearing on this, the 564th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all Apple and Google platforms and other things as well. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about and are looking for, or if you wish to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can follow Creative Control on Twitter at Vish Creative or follow me directly at Vishkana. Also, please consider visiting patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. Uh, thanks to all the new uh, patrons. It means a lot. It really does help. And uh, again, $6 or more a month uh, gets you access to some exclusive audio content so for more information about how to support the show please visit patreon.com slash creative control thanks again to live at masseyhall.com where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great canadian artists like peaches whom uh, reg uh, mentioned there at one point uh, regina mentioned sorry pizza trocadero the bookshelf and planet bean coffee and granddad's donuts all offer their in-kind support for this show so i must thank them as well uh thanks to my friend jim guthrie he lends me some music uh, for the show, he was invoked earlier when we talked about Three Gut Records, which is named after him, Guthrie, Three Gut. You've got it. Anyway, Jim's great. Go to jimguthrie.org to learn more about him. And finally, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode with Regina, and I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll tell your friends about uh, how much you enjoyed it and that they should try to enjoy it too. And maybe subscribe to the show and follow along on this podcasting adventure that I'm bringing you all along for the ride. I don't know where I I lost my train of thought. I got to go. I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.